Awesome. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the panel discussion around the SecOps cloud platform and how this approach brings value to the whole ecosystem of companies that follow very similar philosophies to those of us here at Lima Charlie. My name is Matt Bromley, and I'm the lead solutions engineer over here at Lima Charlie, and I'll be moderating this particular discussion. Thanks for being here. With us today, I've got John Tuckner, the head of Tynes Labs over at Tynes, Casey Smith, senior researcher at Thinks Canary, and Huxley Barbie, the organizer of B-Sides NYC and security evangelist at Run Zero. Guys, thanks for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. First and that. foremost, how does the SecOps cloud platform create a favorable environment for cybersecurity vendors to integrate their solutions? Anyone want to take this one first? Yeah, I mean, I'll kick off since Tynes is like an API first uh, driven platform. Uh, we're just like so focused on connecting with anything that features an API, but like not only that, I'm just so excited that like recent security software is becoming a lot more API first and, uh, instead of tacking it on as an afterthought, which is like how I kind of came into the industry. Um, this is even kind of like super nerdy, but uh, I get a ton of joy out of like clicking on something in the web UI of a tool and seeing the request actually get made in dev tools and then like copying that out and doing stuff with that. So, um, and then I also think like it's just really interesting to see vendors start to come around uh, and realizing that interconnectivity, even with like competitive tools and things like that, is just what the market wants after like uh, all these new M&As and uh, the sprawl of tools that just get out there. There's there's very little room for like secret sauce anymore, especially with uh, like across interconnectivity and integration of solutions. So the more that we can like focus on just embracing that, uh, I think we'll just be more successful. I'll I'll add that the the background here is that the security industry has very little consolidation, right? It's highly segmented, highly fragmented. Uh, I've in the past have had customers that had over seventy vendors that they had to deal with. And the fact of the matter is, there are no security solutions out there that are good at everything. They tend to be good at one or two, a few, couple of things, and every security team wants to leverage the best of breed for that particular use case, and. They, they, if without integrations, they have to resort to swivel chairing, if that's a verb <laughs> that I can use, uh, where they're, you know, copying, pasting and putting stuff into spreadsheets. And this just doesn't scale very well. And so you need to have, uh, integrations amongst all these different tools to really get, you know, true value out of all these investments. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, again, like you, like you mentioned there, nobody has a single product they're defending with. And the idea of APIs and access lets teams be accurate, faster, scale, and respond in tempo with attackers because uh, at, at any given moment, uh, they could be hitting a tool and you need to get the data out. It's your data as a, as a security team. So to do defense and response at scale, you need that integration. You need the speed and accuracy. And, and I think it's awesome to see. You guys have hit upon some of my favorite keywords, which are speed, accuracy, but more importantly, keeping up with the speed of adversaries as well. And I think that's one of my favorite things about uh, being able to look at bringing different vendors together, being able to bring those best of breed solutions together and saying, I'm not doing this be only because I want the best for everything. I'm doing this because I'm in a race. And I am racing against someone whose real purpose is to take time away from me in the form of you know, a compromise, in the form of an intrusion, in the form of data extortion, whatever it might be. I, I love the fact that it gives you the ability to kind of take time back as your advantage as well. 
Let's keep on this thread a little bit here. And Huxley, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Uh, in, in what ways does that kind of open and API-driven nature, especially as we're talking about here from the SecOps cloud platform perspective, help facilitate like a seamless integration? We've talked about, and you specifically mentioned, multiple tools that do one thing but do it very well. I'm kind of taking the opposite approach to not one tool does everything. So I'm going to look at things that do things well. Mm-hmm. How does like open and API-driven nature facilitate that, again, that seamless integration? How does it make it interoperable? I mean, are we just connecting the dots here or? Well, I think I think there's a response here to a trend uh, in security where there's this rise of security engineering, right? Where more and more defenders are knowing how to code, right? There's, there's somebody I spoke to recently uh she's uh, an, an IR lead and she said i asked her these days is it true that basically every single defender needs to know how to code she says either you need to know python or you have to be really really good at, at excel so take your pick of, <laughs> yeah. of poison there so the thing is like with all these developers or uh de- development aware security engineers out there you want to enable them to be able to self-serve a lot of this stuff and and having that open api allows them to do that if you're giving them a lot of hoops to jump through just to be able to, you know, figure out what the API endpoint is they need to talk to, like that's not really helping anybody, right? So having that open architecture allows the customer to self-serve and and innovate on their own and, and not be hampered by you, you know, the, the vendor to to for for their defense. Oh, I guess. That's really hey, John. Hey, what do you got, John? It's really funny that you say either Excel or Python because uh, one of our founders, Owen Hinchy. Uh, says that he built the platform with the accessibility of Excel in mind, but the power of code, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely spot on there. Um, what I kind of like look for in, uh, like API driven platforms is like easy and like well known authentication mechanisms. That's always kind of been our, um, our biggest barrier to like get up and going, like, you know, in organizations, authentication and access to tools can, can definitely be, um, a struggle sometimes, but, when you have like good, well thought out uh, authentication mechanisms, and then um, you know good documentation and just uh, easy to digest like ways to get started with the platform, I find that to be really helpful. Um, and then to top it all off, when organizations kind of start thinking, uh, or when vendors start thinking through their creation of their tools uh, in a multi-tenant um, fashion, I, I find that to be like really, really helpful as well. Uh, to be able to access like maybe a management tenant for MSSP or something like that. And then also be able to access, um, have like a trust uh, between that MSSP and, and the other uh, customer tenants. Um, I think that goes a long way in just uh, being able to put the right people in the right place to solve problems. Absolutely. Casey, anything to add on? Yeah. No, I mean, I think you mentioned it earlier, but just, you know, keeping tempo and being able to answer those questions and being able to pivot between tools or enrich data in a single tool. Like if you're investigating endpoint, eventually you're going to have to maybe hit a proxy. You may have to go hit other resources and having these integrations that you can right click or, or have already been pre-built and thought through, uh, just make teams go faster, uh, and, and close that loop. So yeah. I like it. I think you guys are hitting right on really the, like the, the key, the key takeaway, the key, the key phrase here which is how do we make the experience of securing an environment easier 
and better for defenders that are out there. You know, I've noticed that at no point in time are we thinking to ourselves like, oh, this is a way I could sell more things, whatever that thing might yeah. be. We're talking about ways to, to recognize the maturity of the, of the security analysts that are out there and say, how can we make life a little bit easier for them as well? Speaking of which, you know, I, I think what this does is it also introduces another concept here about the SecOps cloud platform uh, enhancing really like that, that, that overall market reach and visibility for vendors because it gives a centralized platform for solutions to be showcased. I'm curious, you guys, you, Casey, I'll come to you first because you guys are ones that we've done integrations with over at Things, and it's been a huge benefit for us to be able to say, here's Lima Charlie, by the way, we've got the ability to add this thing on and that centralized approach gives us the ability to say to our customers, hey, here's a thing you might not have thought about before. And then vice versa, you get the ability to say, hey, here's a relationship you might not have thought about before. Any thoughts on how this type of platform, how this approach can enhance that market reach? Well, I think we hit on it a little bit earlier, but just having having the APIs and having generalized access like webhooks, very common. I mean, those type of things, people people want to be able to get the data from their their from our platform into their platform because then they have that extra context where they can see like a things to alert and then you meld that in a, a timeline with the other Lima Charlie telemetry from say other sources. So uh, I, I think having that as vendor vendors should provide that or expose that uh endpoint and be prepared for it. If they don't have it today, they're gonna miss out, right? So have being prepared for um being able to pull or push the data to people. If that answers the question, that's kind of what I was thinking about is just having that, the plumbing in place to snap it together. It's just going to make your customer's experience much better as you work with other products. So yeah, yeah our team's thought a lot about that and having a good, well-documented API helps teams do that. Yeah. I, and I, I would add ahead. that, um, you know, not just a desire more than a desire. There are many customers where uh, the ability to interoperate is now required. Yep. Right. They'll, they'll put that on the RFP and they'll say, listen, I love your tool. I love what it does, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want that to be my system of engagement. I still like using my other tool over here as my main console for whatever. And so they're going to say, love the tool, but you better be working, interoperating with everything else that I have over here so that I'm minimizing the amount of, of, of training or onboarding that I have to do with my own team who are so busy that they don't necessarily have the time to go learn the ins and outs of your console, right? So it's, it's become a requirement, not just, not just a, a nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. John, I think uh, speaking of centralized platform and plumbing in place, yeah. Casey and Huxley set up a perfect tee for you. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so Tynes is great at being the glue is like what we like to call it uh, between a lot of different solutions. And uh, the more that like a single platform can offer us data and the more that we can pull, uh, the more ability that we have to like create creative solutions. Um, I would even go a little bit farther than just the product uh, element of this. Um, I think what's really unique about all of our platforms here is like we all fully embrace the community and being able to offer solutions to people that uh, might not be able to spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a solution. And when you start getting together vendors that embrace those kind of ethos beyond just the product, uh, you, you start to really create uh, really cool solutions for just anybody out there. Speaking of anybody out there, I was going to ask next, what, uh, how do we think the SecOps cloud platform enables the cybersecurity professionals out there? 
to leverage core capabilities and automate those actions. So, guys, I think you've talked very well about the product. Um, Huxley, you talked about it being a requirement about companies looking for it. Let's go not products working together, but professionals working with these types of different products. How does this type of approach enable them to be stronger, be more empowered, be faster, or perhaps just say, hey, now I've got the best tools at my hands? Um, so when somebody gives you a bunch of Python, it's it's not a, a foregone conclusion that you, you, you can read their code and know what it's doing right, right off the top of your head, right? Like the, there's going to be some learning there when you're taking over somebody else's code. If you've ever maintained anybody else's code, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> uh, but if something's packaged up in a platform, then more likely you could take that and just sort of reuse that, right? It, it depends on the platform, of course, but it's more likely to be the case. I like it. I think that's a, a really good takeaway or not takeaway, but a really good point of focus as well is I'm not giving you the underlying plumbing. Casey, I, I really like the term plumbing that you used earlier. I'm not giving you the underlying plumbing here and then telling you go build it and good luck, right? We're taking it an extra step or two further. So that way you can actually make use of it and then put those final pieces in together. I, I, I really like this approach here. Speaking of which, we've got all of us sitting here talking through this. How do you think this platform supports collaboration and partnership opportunities between vendors? And I think what we're doing here is really talking about a mutually beneficial ecosystem for all of us. We're not in a competitive state. We're talking about working together. Yeah, well, uh, I have to be friends with everybody because Tynes connects to everything or has to connect to everything and we have to create a solution uh, for everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm well past the competitive nature of, of the whole industry. Uh, I, I think everybody is going to bring their own individual tool stack that they think is right for their organization. And, uh, you know, the greatest benefit that I've seen to companies is making sure that their vendors are working together to make them successful. And when you get like that special magic happening, uh, the, the organization there, they know the ins and outs of what they're trying to protect and, the vendors know the ins and outs of their product. Um, we can't expect everybody to know like the products uh, to the same degree that the vendors do. And so when you have vendors working collaboratively to come up with good solutions and, and bring those to uh, two companies, then I think really powerful things um, can happen. And I think it shares, it showcases in a way what different capabilities are like at any given moment, a defender has to context switch between data sources. So am I looking at endpoint? Am I looking at Azure? Am I looking at AWS logs? Am I trying to do asset discovery or mapping? So you start to see, they may be answering one question today, but then when you have a marketplace or you have a place where people can see the data streams, see the data sources and tie those back to say an incident. So you could take something like solar winds and break it down and say, hey, these are the data sources that would have been helpful this is how you can integrate them in the platform and not present just one, but you could, you have a marketplace where you could say, here's 12 things that have that insight or that altitude to look at the data and people can start to make decisions and people can post community. Like they can share queries. They can share uh, integrations uh, in a collaborative way that helps everybody get better because as these incidents unfold, people have different or incomplete pictures of it, but having a community platform where people can say, oh, well, I don't have, I don't have that vendor, but I need that data source or I need, I need that way to collect that data. 
And they could do that in advance of an incident by just looking at the marketplace or looking at examples, blogs, those type of things. That's kind of how I think about it. I like it. I like that setup. So let's look at the other side of this. Now, uh, we've talked about ways it can be successful, empower analysts, empower organizations, bring the best data to the table, uh, make it much more much more accessible for folks to get an advantage on adversaries and protecting their environment. Let's go the other route of that coin. What do you think are some of the potential challenges or considerations that vendors may face when integrating with the SecOps cloud platform? And then maybe what are some thoughts on how to potentially address these? So it's kind of a two-parter, but if anyone wants to jump in, we've got a lot of really good question there. I think one challenge is going to be the noise, right? With any type of integration and 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 tuning, uh, you know, how, how are you? How are analysts going to make sure that they see what they need to see and not just get alert fatigue? So I think that's always something to be aware of that with any types of integrations or any type of um, bringing data together. That's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind. I would add data sovereignty, right? Because oh. we're transferring data all over the place, and sometimes there are certain jurisdictions where. Some things are okay to send. Some things are not okay to send. Uh, I think the solution there is that all the vendors need to be transparent about like the type of information that's being sent over the wire and what's in there and what's not in there and things like this. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I deal with in like day to day is just knowing what is possible and like what solutions are out there that can be solved for. Right. We uh, deal with a lot of alerts. We deal with a lot of the same kind of manual repetitive work uh, out there. And honestly, sometimes it's hard to imagine how like these things could be automated or how uh, you could integrate solutions together in order to solve your problems. And so a lot of the time, it to me, it's uh, really focused on like thinking creatively about problems and seeing how, how can I actually like fit together a couple solutions to solve this um, once and for all. I think you guys all hit on on excellent points there. I'd, I'd maybe add one on. If, uh, if, if it maybe bolsters what you also said as well as, which is the, also that step of openness of being ready and available to say, I'm going to be delivering something in a way that I maybe haven't delivered before. Um, and I'm not asking for a change of business process, but more of an alignment with where the industry seems to be going, where the industry is headed towards, what the developers, the developing security analysts want, the developing security tool create, creators, what they want and what they're looking for and making that available to them. So very, very valuable insight there. Well, I will say from a Lima Charlie perspective, everyone here has successfully integrated with the SecOps cloud platform in one way, shape or form. You guys have any examples of ways that the or different benefits that you see or things that you've seen from an integration that have felt a little bit new or perhaps maybe changed the game for some pr- customers out there? I can start. I think with ours, you know, one that we did was a canary token integration. And I think seeing that data in the stream of other data was really powerful, right? So like the idea is like a canary alert is really just the beginning of an incident for most folks. And so seeing that integration where they could now take that alert, figure out who accessed the document from which endpoint and and those type of things. To me, that was really cool to see. Uh, I think that will help people. Um, You know, I think that's true of other products like that enrichment or, seeing the the data in the context of other products maybe yeah go ahead huxley oh so for those who are not familiar with run zero we have this capability of of helping customers get to a a full asset inventory and how this works with lima charlie is probably one of our most popular value props for customers which is making sure that there's coverage 
with a certain technology or solution that you want. So in this case, Lima Charlie. So if you want to make sure that you have Lima Charlie uh, on as many endpoints as possible, how do you know what everything is? How do you know what you're missing? Well, that's where that full asset inventory comes in. And it is one of our, our most important value props, most popular ones uh, among our customers. Yeah. And for times, you know, it really starts with, can you handle the alerts, your detections coming off, off of Lima Charlie, uh, off the rules that you create uh, in Lima Charlie? Um, that's usually where people start off pretty, pretty immediately. But then we have a bunch of really cool capabilities, like being able to orchestrate commands across, like running uh, remote commands across your fleet, uh, be able to like do forensics, grab forensic information really easily and bring that into a, a platform that pretty much anybody can utilize uh, really quickly and easily to when incidents occur, respond quickly. Um, and something that we're looking for uh, exploring pretty soon is, you know, being able to run searches across data, uh, across many different, uh, you know, that kind of sim like functionality where you can query your data, be able to get results and know, uh, what's happening in your environment. Um, really excited to see, uh, see that come here, uh, shortly. I love it. And I'll say just on behalf of everyone here, we, we love being integrated with the three of you as well, cause it's a, an awesome ecosystem and a great part of the collaboration to have here. Uh, speaking of which, Let's look at in the future a little bit. How do we think the relationship between the SecOps cloud platform and cybersecurity vendors is going to evolve? And maybe what are your thoughts on different opportunities or advancements that we'll see in the future? Yeah, I'm, I'm John, already I just... You, you, you get to go first. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been around Lima Charlie for so many years now um, and you know, working with uh, the organization and starting from just a EDR to now being a data platform to being a cloud platform, like a security uh, console cloud platform, right? Um, it's just been shocking to like see the growth and the... the um, Honestly, just like I, I didn't think that all of that was possible, right? And so it's been incredible to see where the platform has kind of gone. Um, I think, you know, just working across more organizations, being able to deploy faster, being able to deploy um, with, you know, fewer resources uh, that need to know everything about anything. Um, that's really where I see kind of like, things going just in general across the industry and um, partnering with folks that understand that um, I, will get us all ahead. I like it. All right. Last but not least, what opportunities do you think we're going to see from the managed security space? And in this, I'm going to include MSSPs, MSPs, MDRs to leverage the evolving capabilities of the SecOps cloud platform to expand service offerings and address emerging challenges in that rapidly changing threat landscape. And I think all of you have examples of a way that technology that maybe previously didn't coexist, it now can easily coexist and allow new service offerings, new developments. I'd love to get your take on that. Yeah, well, coming from a background of uh, working at MSSP, um, it, it was very much, you know, some processes had to be done manually, some processes, uh, had to be like tickets had to be reviewed. We had to put eyes and we had to put knowledge, uh, like human knowledge towards many alerts and many things that came in, uh, because it's just so varied. There's just so many tools out there. What I'm seeing progress very quickly though, is adopting more technologies, integrating with more customer tools, responding faster, uh, being able to get reach out to, uh, customer, resources in order for context, additional context 
faster to be able to respond faster. Uh, I think the MSP and, and MDR space is just evolving so rapidly. Um, and I think by embracing tools like Lima Charlie and uh, other, other things that really facilitate this easy deployment and easy data retrieval, um, those companies are going to really see the benefits quickly. For me, it's, it's about meeting the customers where they are and supporting them in the way they want to consume these security solutions, right? Not every company can afford to have a massive SOC or a large security team. They have to rely on their trusted advisors, their MSSPs to get that done. And any sort of efficiencies that an MSSP can have by leveraging a platform and these best of breed tools ultimately benefits the, the, the end customer. So, you know, it, it helps us as, as the end vendor too, to, to work through these MSSPs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you're going to see in terms of emerging or how these organizations can take advantage of it. I think you'll see kind of to Huxley's point, people don't, people have to rely on these partnerships. So you could expose stuff and say, Hey, look, we've seen, we're starting to see attacks across the network against exchange servers. And we noticed, you know, we could, we've seen that you have this exchange server that's at this patch level. So like that data, you could sort of help give them a nudge or tip off where they didn't even know they had exposure or, you know, I just use that as an example, but there could be other situations where they may not even be aware of a situation and you could raise it for them early or even remediate it, right? So, hey, we took this action. We went ahead and did this thing, automated it. Uh, if you have questions or problems, let us know. But I think you'll start to see, hopefully, uh, these vendors, MDR, MSSP, anticipate, and an organization may miss it. So if something's happening at 3 a.m. in Europe, they're already taking action uh, on networks in the U.S. now or something. So I, that's something I'm excited about to see. Because these are teams that are part-time, they can't take those actions. And so to the degree we can take the insight we get in Lima Charlie or, or, or these integrations and then help people make faster decisions or fixes. Maybe that's something I see emerging. It's funny. The four of us talk from a very damaged background of slow tools, lack of data integration, and just hurdles over hurdles over hurdles just to answer a question. And I'm glad that we're all able to see like, no, it's this is this problem is starting to go away. It's great. And that concludes this episode of the Cybersecurity Defenders podcast. If you have any feedback or ideas for future topics, please send an email to defenders at limacharlie.io. You can access the intel we talk about on the show in real time and join the conversation on the Lima Charlie community Slack channel at slack.limacharlie.io. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with someone or leaving a rating or review. And don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening from. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you on the next episode.